Welcome to the Intentional Artistry Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Stillwell, and I help hairstylists find their confidence behind the chair in the beauty industry through mentorship, breaking through limiting beliefs, and helping to develop skills that will help hairstylists to be able to achieve their definition of success. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome to today's episode. We're going to be talking about pressure makes diamonds. Have you ever heard that saying, pressure makes diamonds? Well, I've been hearing that a lot lately, and I agree with it, and I see some similarities, and that's why I want to talk to you more about it on the podcast, because I do think that the development and the formation and all of a diamond can be like an illustration for our life too. And it, and it can have some comparisons with it. Let's dive in. I'm going to give you a little bit of a back history on how diamonds are formed, cut and polished. And then after that, we'll talk about what I think is similarities. Let's dive in. I've been hearing this saying a lot lately, pressure makes diamonds. And once I start seeing patterns, and especially of things that I keep hearing over and over again, I want to dive deeper and see how it relates to us as people and how we can be developed as a diamond in our own way. Let's now talk about the formation of diamonds. So a diamond is formed at high pressures and temperatures, carbon atoms are squeezed so much that they touch more atoms. Now the pressure has to be about 50,000 times what it is at the surface of the earth. And the temperature has to be about 1600 degrees Celsius. That's 28,832 degrees Fahrenheit. Talk about the heat and a lot of pressure. The carbon atoms bond with four other atoms, and the result is diamonds. And it can take billion or billions of years before they're ready to make their way to the surface. Now, once this happens, these diamonds are considered raw or rough diamonds. Now, let's talk about how the mining process works. The mining process is extremely expensive, and miners have to move 250 tons to find a single one carat diamond. For point of reference, I want to give you like an illustration of what 200 tons looks like, 250 tons. For an example, a blue whale weighs as much as 200 tons. That is 33 elephants. It takes 250 tons just to move the earth and the ground to find a single one carat of diamond. Whoa, that's a lot of tons to find diamonds. And in the video that I uh, that I watched, it said all the diamonds that are mined. I think in the that's crazy, right? Like when you think of it, diamonds are rare, but then they're also everywhere, at least in my eyes. 
you know, they're at all the stores, the, the diamond stores, you, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. Then once the rock is taken, then it's going to go to a processing plant. All the rock is crushed into smaller, more manageable pieces. So the second step is another crusher known as a roll crusher comes in to reduce the size even more. The third step is the ore is then scrubbed to remove any loose excess material. Fourth step is the diamond bearing ore is mixed with a solution of ferrosilicone powder and water so that it can be tumbled and it forces separation. Materials with a high density sink to the bottom, which results in a layer of diamond-rich concentrate. Then the concentrate is then screened to separate out the diamonds. Then they're cleaned with an acid solution, washed, weighed, packaged, and sealed in containers for transport. That's a lot. That's a big process just to mine the diamonds to begin with. Now, mind you, these raw or rough diamonds still have rock around it. So you're having to go through even more of a process. And another thing that I I didn't mention is that after the diamonds are crushed and then it's scrubbed to remove loose excess material, before the diamond bearing even goes into the solution, what I didn't mention before is that there is a measure that takes place because if it's so small in the rock, it is so extremely expensive that they are not even willing to like do the work that it takes because of how expensive it is. So it has to be a decent size before it's even willing like to move forward in this process. So after all that's done, the diamonds go to a cutter and the polisher. Diamonds are carefully cut fully by hand, but before that, they're divided into categories of size, shape, clarity, and the colors of stones. Now to go to polishing, they each polishing head, I think it's like the head of the polishers or like I, I think they're more like the directors. They're like the boss. They assess each diamond individually and they create a cutting plan. Now, what I was super shocked to see is that when you get to this part, everything is done by hand. Like it's not automated. It's not done by a machine. It is very carefully thought out and done and executed And they are constantly like looking at the diamond. They're cutting, looking at it again, cutting, looking at it again. And the same for polishing because it's all on cutting wheels and polishing wheels that these diamonds are created. So the cool thing about is is that they also size and they figure out every facet for the diamond They do use computer software for this, and it's really cool to see the stone and then 
to see how it can cut for the diamond. And then sometimes the diamond is big enough where they can get a couple different cuts of a diamond. So they can get two diamonds out of a one raw or rough diamond. They will not go down on the quality. So they, what I'm saying is like, if they can't get two diamonds out of it, then they're going to get a smaller diamond or the best. But the cool thing is too, is that the software will give you the best kind of bang for your buck almost and size and the shape of a diamond that they can get from every rough diamond. And it's really cool to watch. It's actually very I don't know. It just, I could watch it all day, but this stuff kind of, it's intriguing to me. Let's talk about a little bit of the facets of a diamond. So diamonds usually have eight facets and what they do is they slowly cut it. So once they've cut it, if they want to create like a round diamond, then they'll actually use two diamonds to make the round diamond. and the round the diamonds will spin around and they'll hit each other and that's how they make round diamonds. One when they cut these diamonds into the facets, every facet has to be carefully checked over and over and over and over again. For a brilliant cut, for an example, the brilliant cut of a diamond will have 57 facets. That's pretty amazing. So after it's cut and polished, then they're going to look at the grade of the diamond, where it'll also be assessed very carefully and then given a grade. And then once it's done, it'll be all packaged and it'll be sent and shipped out. And then the whole setting of the diamond is a whole different thing too. Hopefully you get the concept of what we're talking about and the history and the process of having a diamond. And so next time when you go and you either look at a ring that has diamonds in it or you see it in a store, wow. I mean, like, it really is a work of art. And I think it's it's just a really cool thing when you get to see it and know a little bit more about how the process is for it to be formed and mined and cut and polished and then set properly and then given to you and then taking care of it. It's just a really cool process. When I think about the complex and intricate process that diamonds are formed, cut and polished, I think about us as people and how we can actually relate to it as well for our own lives. So when I think of it, I think about how investing and refining ourselves is like the formation and the cutting process of a diamond. Life can be super tough sometimes, and people can go through tremendous loss, trials, and suffering, and a lot of the times that produces diamonds. Now, I think those kinds of diamonds are more of a rough and raw diamond, but that still means that it's still a diamond. And the cutting of the facets 
is also refinement. So for an example, maybe you're in an unhealthy situation, whether it's a job or relationship situation that's not great, and you just need to step away from it so that you can limit your exposure to the unhealthiness, the feelings of unworthiness, fear, lack of something, and so many other things. Those things that I just mentioned can keep you stuck and potentially not you being able to reach your full potential if you stay in that kind of environment. I'm not saying that a diamond isn't formed when you do stay in that environment, but I do think that sometimes you have to take yourself out of it, out of those kind of situations so that you can reach your full potential. Like I said, it's totally up to you. It's your life, your choices. You have to figure out what means something to you, what you value, and what you ultimately want for your life. Now, when I think of the polishing part of a diamond, I think of that as like we're polishing ourselves as people or we're polishing like our kids or, you know, maybe your team maybe, you know, whatever else you might think. And that includes mindset, skills, techniques, compassion, character, happiness, healing, clarity, resilience of a person, and so much more. When I think about that, I think of, you know, going back to the refinement process. The refinement process is like, also the formation of a diamond. We don't necessarily feel the intense heat, but we do feel a lot of pressure. We do feel kind of that crushing, like, I mean, not to like 50,000 pounds or over 28,000 degrees of heat, but I still think that when we go through those trials It is molding us and it is shaping us into the person that we are today. I just want to encourage you to kind of look at yourself and think, also, am I in the right setting? Am I in the right environment? Am I in the right relationship so that I can be my best and sparkle the most? And sometimes we are going to be in seasons of jobs, relationships that aren't the best. But when you look at it from the perspective of it's forming you and it's shaping you, then maybe it can help a little bit more. I want to say this. We can be rough diamonds forever and they're still beautiful and they still matter. But what would our lives look like from coming from a rough or raw diamond to a cut and polished diamond? That means how can we take ourselves now or in our past with all the shame, the guilt, the imperfections, all of that, and how can we form ourselves and cut ourselves, meaning invest in ourselves, and refine ourselves, and cultivate ourselves 
to be that aka polished diamond. Now, I'm not saying that we as people will ever be or reach perfection because that's not reality. I think I missed this in the the process of like how the cutters and the polishers will look at diamonds. Now, even diamonds sometimes have carbon spots or smaller in size or different color and different shapes. But isn't that like life? Think about it. We are all different shapes, different colors, different heights. We have different zones of geniuses. Here are some questions that I want to ask yourself. Am I in the right setting? Am I in a healthy environment and atmosphere to grow? And if not, what actionable steps can I take to promote one or change the environment as much as I can? And what areas of my life, personally and professionally, can I cultivate, invest, and refine in? And then really the biggest question that I think is, do I even want to change? Do I want to change personally? Do I want to change professionally? Because ultimately, the decision is up to you. It's your choice whether you want to remain a raw and rough diamond forever, or it's your choice to get up every day and say, okay, how can I be the best version? That means like the polished diamond, the faceted diamond. What does that look like for you? Only you can figure that out. Only you can determine and say, no, I want more for my life. Or maybe you are in a healthy relationship, but maybe your work environment is not the greatest. Or maybe it's the work itself. Or maybe some friends are just not healthy for you. Or maybe there's uh, a situation with family members that you might have to just say, hey, I love you, but I got to love you from afar because this is what's healthy for me. Remember, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just someone who wants to try to make an impact and wants to help you to get to the best you. But it's up to you. So what do you think? Are you a raw and rough diamond? Or are you on the way to being cut and polished? What does that look like for you?